Texas Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Texas. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. The laid-back lifestyle of Hill Country is smack dab between San Antonio and Austin. So what better place to plant seeds for entrepreneurs? In this download, San Antonio Business Journal Editor-in-Chief Ed Arnold welcomes the homegrown hero who did just that. I am joined today by Justin McKenzie of the Bernie Kendall County Angel Network, Doss Greenhouse, and a million other things. So it is great to have you with me, Justin. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Well, thank you, Ed. It's been a pleasure to work with you over the last few weeks as we've done the Kendall County Summit and really talked about economic development and the future of work in Texas. So I'm excited to be here and continue the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you again. We had that great time at the Kendall County Economic Summit a couple of weeks ago. It was really great. I thought the conversations were fun and the room felt lively. I really, really enjoyed it. And, and that's no small tribute to you being a part of it. So I appreciate it a ton, Justin. Thanks a lot. My journey throughout Texas and around the world and, and then landing back in Bernie was really highlighted in that summit. I've yeah. seen multiple generations as I've come and gone in my hometown. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen it grow across the Midwest. I've seen things happen in, in Mexico and yeah. other places. And yeah. I always come back home. So it's fun to be a part of yeah. what we're building now. Yeah. So let's jump into that. You're from Bernie, Texas, north of San Antonio, the gateway to Hill Country, for those folks that don't know. But you weren't always there. You went out and sort of found your way around and then came back home. So why don't you sort of tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and about your work background? Well, professionally, I've been able to enjoy graduating from Texas State University as an undergrad and then later in my story as a graduate student. But Bernie was a great place to grow up. And I had the ability to come here when I was young. So I think second grade. Mm -hmm. Then we left in fourth and then came back to high school. Mm -hmm. Well, we left and went to Europe. So for a kid from Texas growing up in Germany, not military and kind of dropped into a foreign country, it was a lot of opportunity for me to see that there is a big world around us and how people make money, how people build their life and livelihood Mm -hmm. happens in an infinite number of ways. So when we could come back to the U.S. and we could go anywhere in the country with an airport, we wanted to be in central Texas. We wanted to move back to Bernie. But it was really San Antonio as an international city. It's the right place to be. If you're working across the country, it's very central. If you're working in the U.S. and Mexico, which my family and I did for a long time, Mm -hmm. it's easy in and out of Mexico. So San Antonio really opens up a door to an economic conversation that is just more than a community of Bernie, but it's how are we working as the central Texas region, as the gateway to the hill country, as the gateway to Northern Mexico, uh, which has a huge uh, manufacturing future ahead of it. It has a great history too, but ahead is a bright story. So how do we get involved in that? And uh, my career was just that I, I left Texas state, moved to Northern Ohio, started manufacturing electronics. Mm-hmm. So think power meters on the side of your house or Siemens medical equipment in a hospital room. Mm-hmm. And it just eventually it got too dangerous. Um, mm-hmm. When we moved from Ohio down to Juarez, we moved the factory down to Juarez. And mm-hmm. I didn't like crossing the border every day. Mm-hmm. It came with a, a different type of uh, career trajectory than I necessarily wanted. So I was fortunate enough to, after Mexico, come back to San Antonio uh, work in the cybersecurity industry with a, a good San Antonio startup. 
mm-hmm. help Caterpillar launch their facility in Seguin, which is a beautiful story for that region of San Antonio and what that's meant for lifting a middle class in manufacturing, which I had seen in Mexico and had a great appreciation for what manufacturing can do for a community. And then Seguin, I think we're seeing that go really well. Watch New Braunfels explode, living and working right. there for a while. But always wanted to come back to Bernie and say, what can we do here? Right. If, as I've seen work around the country and I've seen generations of work evolving, what makes the Hill Country a unique place to build an economic future? Right, right. And I mean, that's what we've been talking about here in these last couple of weeks is like, it has such a great blend of opportunities that I completely understand why you would be lured back to it. As long as you were able to, you know, build your career the way you were, I completely understand the appeal of Birdie and Kendall County in general and that and the region. But it does require a little bit of focus and sacrifice, right? I mean, you had to sort of choose Bernie as opposed to Bernie choosing you, if that makes sense. That you had to and that's something that I definitely have seen here in the post-pandemic world. A lot of us who are, you know, small town people or folks who would prefer a small town life are figuring out ways to make that life work in in more rural communities or further away from city cores one way or another. And I think that what's going on with what you're doing and the fact that you're bringing an angel network to the county and working on getting funding for entrepreneurs in that region, I think that really speaks to what we're talking about, right? That this is the kind of thing that you know, rural communities, rural entrepreneurs didn't think they could find those kind of resources. And you're working to try to bring those resources up to them. And I think that that's a really, it shows the depth of opportunity that's available out there. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And it is a city and Texas is fortunate in this way. We have a lot of communities outside of big urban centers Mm -hmm. that are, are communities you choose to live in. Right. And you have to choose to live here because you have to have a lifestyle that can sustain it. Um, the cost of living, is rising drastically. So where can you go in the Hill Country and find a a wealth building career? Where can you find? And you can find great cooperatives to work for. You can find other industries that are are fantastic and and very rural and established. What you can't find is new startup community members and support. And so in 2019, I was working downtown San Antonio, driving back and forth and burning. And if you're from Austin, you would say, well, that's not traffic. But if you're from San Antonio, it's oh, traffic. Like it. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's why I don't live in Houston. It's, it's right. <laughs> why we enjoy the rural lifestyle. So I said, how can I live and work in the Hill Country and not have to go downtown to San Antonio? But conflicted with, well, downtown is where the capital is. It's where like-minded community is. It's where the movers and shakers are. So I walked into the EDC and Bernie Kendall County EDC and Amy Story and Allison And the team were there and I said, I want to build geekdom in in Bernie. I want Mm -hmm. to build a maker space. I want to build a place where I knew these people were here, but they didn't have a place to go. And they said, well, go talk to the geekdom folks and get them to do it. And they don't want to do it. That's not their mission. Right. So I really came back to our community and said, it is our mission to do this. And they said, well, we're working with UT and the IC squared program. Come join a round table. And in that roundtable, it was really eye-opening to the ingredients we have in our community, Mm -hmm. the people, the mentorship, the experience, and the capital Mm -hmm. to say, Mm -hmm. well, we have all the ingredients. How do we build an ecosystem Mm -hmm. here? And IC Squared was very supportive in their research and their findings. They said, if Bernie's going to continue to grow and see economic prosperity, 
which we know Texas is going to see, but Bernie's going to have to adapt. It's going to have to grow its own because Caterpillar is not going to move to Kendall County and build a factory. It, we don't offer abatements in the same way and, and we don't have the workforce in the same way. So it became a challenge of, okay, here's what we can do. I wanted to build a space, but I realized we needed people. So we can build an angel network pretty easily. And that's what we did. And with a lot of support, we built an early angel network. October 2020 was our first pitch. Right. It was a a girl I'd met in high school. I knew her and I knew her in a completely different life than finding her as a biotech, uh, biomed CEO. Right. So Summer Babarek came and pitched Hera Biotech and that was our first money into the investment game as the Angel Network was into Hera. And I think we were her first money into or early money into her fundraising journey. Mm-hmm. And we've seen Hera continue to be a great story. But it was local community investing in a local person that's going out and have a global impact. Right. And that story repeats itself month after month as we do Angel Network pitches. Mm-hmm. I can talk about Miles Murray and local. Miles Murray is a West Point grad, veteran, serves the country, did his education with UT after the IC Squared program as well. Mm-hmm. But he and I met each other at our kid's birthday party. And he said, well, I'm a CEO and I'm starting to fundraise. And I said, well, I have an angel network. I'd love as to see As it turns it. out, yeah. <laughs> as it turns out. And so we were early money into them too. Yeah. And now they've gone on to great success. And I'll look forward to the Business Journal highlighting local and the, the sustainable yeah. energy product they have. Yeah. And highlighting summer and hair sure. biotech, which you you do already because it's a great yeah. story. Absolutely, absolutely. We've got a hundred of those in our area that were just going under the radar and not being celebrated in the right way. And the Angel Network lets us celebrate, yeah. and then took us to the next phase of now. Where do we put all of this? Right, right. The fascinating thing is, I'm not sure that people appreciate how much positive momentum is coming out of some of those investments, right? Hera Biotech is a great example. Summer's company is doing great stuff and is on the path to do something even bigger. And here she was right there under your nose, right next to you as a neighbor, you know, and and I think that's, I think a lot of communities don't appreciate what they have. They're often thinking about what's what's beyond their borders and, and not necessarily growing from within. And I think that's what has sparked so much interest in what's happening in your neck of the woods and in your region and our region in general is that we are sort of waking up to some degree to how good we have it and how good our resources are. I feel like to some degree, we're finally appreciating what we already had and just didn't know it. Does that make sense? (laughs) It does. And I'll call back. This is what I love about my journey. I got to go out and see the world. I got to go around and live in some wonderful places, visit 34 countries. But I always want to come back here and I want to come back and build here, not because my Texas roots or because I love Texas and it's the quality of life. It's if you look around the community that we're in, we have great school districts, great school systems. We have fantastic people. I know that in this area, we can go do anything we want legally and responsibly, et cetera. But the ingredients are here and that continues to be our story. The Angel Network. Uh, we've gone three years now, made over a million dollars in investments. We had our first exit company uh, in September with a company named Responsum. They're an AI company based out of Austin. And that's where we love to find local companies, Texas companies, that are really just looking for that early stage investment 
And we have an organized capital really well in, in Texas. I would say the Texas Venture Alliance is doing great work there. Active Capital and Cat Design have been a mentor and, and a guiding voice in, hey, how do we collaborate? How do we continue to support deal flow across the country and highlight that, yeah, Texas does oil and gas and I love it, but we also do all this renewable work. We do a lot of up and coming innovative work that we don't know. The rocket industry has definitely moved to Texas and it's fun to talk about Elon and SpaceX. And it, But when you start talking about Diagonals Tech that's sitting in the office across from me, who's working really hard. And we found them in Waring, Texas. And if you know where Waring, Texas is, thank yes. you. They're taking a hockey puck and putting it on dirty brack water or frack water or any kind of industrial water and pulling hydrogen out of it, cleaning the water and using usable hydrogen. That's fantastic. That's yeah. exciting. We've yeah. got three students from Bernie ISD at MIT on sabbaticals because they're entrepreneurial and they've already started companies. It's all here. It's how do we organize it? And I think that shift in thinking is what our EDC went through early on. And we're celebrating that now, five years later, with we are building our own. We do have tools in our toolbox as a community to attract founders and bring them here and help them be successful. And so many founders are sitting in their garage wanting to live that dream of I built it here. It's hard. We don't talk about the mental health aspects of founders and entrepreneurialism. We don't talk about the emotional toil that it puts on families and friends and groups. If you're out there by yourself in the middle of nowhere in Harper, Texas, you don't think there's a lot of people around you doing the same thing. But in reality, there's a lot of people around you, wherever you are in the state, wanting to do the same thing, cheering for you doing what you're doing. They're not raising their hand and asking for help, but they should be raising right. their hands, asking for help and saying, where can we go? And so we have a big vision of that, and we launched us Greenhouse in that vision of purposeful collision and places where people can just come be themselves and say, hey, I need help, or hey, I'm doing something cool. How can I help you? And that culture is really caught on. Even in six months of Das Greenhouse being open, we're finding that that community was just hungry for a place to go. Justin McKenzie joining us. Next, why a physical presence is so important when Texas Business Minds continues. This year at Texas Mutual Insurance Company, we're celebrating 25 years of dividends and a record $340 million dividend distribution to Texas businesses. See how business is better with Texas Mutual at texasmutual.com slash dividends. As you were saying, you're building the infrastructure for this community to come together. And a big tentpole of that is Das Greenhouse, the new, uh, as you say, six months old, yet already incredibly successful little incubator that you guys are running up there. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how it started and how that first six months has gone? Well, really, it's been a five-year journey, and it's been a journey with public and private partnership where we wanted the city and the county to be supportive. And- they are, but it took a lot of conversation. It took a lot of education. And ultimately, we don't want to be in that political cycle of continuing yeah. to educate new people. We want to build a foundation and a culture around it where leaders in our community say, yeah, this is critically important because it's serving a need that we didn't even know. Because right. most people don't think about entrepreneurs as a need in a community. 
But as we've educated and as they've seen the success and as we've moved it from a real estate conversation, which it was for a long time, where are we going to put this? What building? Interesting. Who can give us a building? Who can pay for it? Right. As soon as, and this was, I'm, I'm really proud of the Dust Greenhouse Board because we had some changes in finances. We had some changes in buildings that were uh, out of our control and, and just wasn't the right place. And so we made the pivot because we're a 501c3. We said, we've got private money and we've got public money too. We have a, a responsibility to use this funding for the mission in the way that it was given. And so we went and got a building and got the doors open. Yeah. And I think that was the best thing we did is get the doors open. Yeah. Because when we did, we filled up in 90 days. So all of our space was used. We're building a second building in early 2024. We're going to build more office space out. But what I love is that we didn't know these people before June 1st. We'd been working on this for years and we did not know who our first people were going to be. And the communities just said, yes, we need this and shown up and been very appreciative. And I think it's interesting that our biggest referral source has been mom's group on Facebook. I love that. I love that so much. Because that's a community that talks. It is a community that raises their hand. It is a community that collaborates. And I did not see that coming, but I I love that that's who we're serving in a lot of ways and that they're driving their kids to come get mentorship here and get startup because we work with the high school and the high school programs. Right. We do a lot of internships through here now. Yeah. Um, They're encouraging their spouse to get out of their home office and go somewhere else. Um, (laughs) Get out of my house today. (laughs) Yeah. But but they're encouraging a healthier conversation and a supportive conversation around what they and their community are doing. And and we want to keep uh, pouring into that. No. And that's wonderful because what it shows is that your plan, that there was this demand for that service in your community, right? Like, as you said, you believed in it, but you didn't know who these folks were going to be, right? It's not like you had lined up six folks to run into Dust Greenhouse in the first, you know, 90 days. It was, we're going to open the door and see what happens, right? And they came pouring in and I'm with you on loving the moms group because that is in a lot of ways, the heartbeat of that whole community. And it's showing an adoption of the idea by the community as a whole that that's priceless buy-in, quite frankly. I think it shows a blind spot in the entrepreneurial world. We yeah. don't serve that community real well. We work filed for bankruptcy this week. What are they at their peak? They're worth $43 billion. People need space. People want community. The idea of we work is a brilliant one, but it served the wrong communities. It served downtown urban tech bros for lack of a better word. When we came out here, and I want to encourage every city leader, every economic developer, everyone in their community to say, why aren't we doing that here in small town Texas? You you should be. Hondo, Sabinal, Alfurious, they've got inventors. They've got people that are doing something, and we should be supporting it. We have this anti-growth problem. A lot of small towns don't want to grow. Right. But you know this in in the media that you serve. Texas is a big magnet broadcasting that we're open for business. Right. What we've done with Dust Greenhouse has really allowed us to manage that and say, well, we're going to grow one way or another. And and I loved uh, Super Dave Quinn was on the Building Texas podcast with me after the summit. 
Right. And he said he compared it to landscaping. He said, if you're in Texas and you don't want things to grow, you can make your yard a, a yard of dirt. But a month later, you're going to have stuff going and you're not going to have any control on where it's growing, what it's growing, what it is. And it's very similar to economic development. But if you go out there and intentionally plan and you give it a sprinkler system and you give it the resources and you plant the right plants in the right places for shade and for what you want 20 years from now, that's going to pay off. But it is not an immediate gratification thing. It's not always fun and something you're going to write home about. Right. But when it works, it works really well. And we believe that this is a model across rural Texas and invite anyone to reach out to us. We want to share the model because it's so much more than a building. It's more than an angel network. It has a virtual component on the back of it. We have a great system that one of our angels uh, built. Think of like Salesforce for incubators. Mm -hmm. So we have a big CRM on the back of Dust Greenhouse that allows us to do really everything a local community needs to grow an entrepreneurial ecosystem. We're taking inventory of our mentors. We're taking inventory of our capital partners, of our founders that are out there. And that's going to give our community so much more value three, five, 10 years from now. Absolutely. That we don't know what that outcome will be, but I'm excited to watch it come to fruition. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think you guys are really laying the seeds for something pretty special out there. And as you said, we won't be seeing the full fruits of it for many, many years, but I agree with you. It's it's deeply encouraging. Um, you know, one of the things we talked about on the panel, which we sort of touched around to some degree, but I think is important to note, particularly when you think about entrepreneurism in rural communities or more rural communities, depending on how you lay it out, yep. was women are really powering an entrepreneurial boom in America. You know, the numbers just bear it out. We talked about it on stage a couple of weeks ago. Women are founding businesses at a rate historically high and also just beyond any other demographic. And they are searching for communities where they can have their lives as well as have the infrastructure that they need to build out these businesses. And communities, you know, like they are in Kendall County and the resources you're building are exactly the kind of thing that could create a real critical mass for entrepreneurs that they just didn't know was there. And they may have not ever thought that they could have before. It's an amazing point because female founders are underinvested. Yes. I think they get about 7% of the investment, which is horrifying because when I look around who's supporting this build that we've done in our community, women, 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 women. Exactly. Exactly. And they're leading it because they have to balance their career and everything else that women do, moms do. And I think if we can shine a light on the investment impact, the entrepreneurial ecosystem that we don't even know that's underneath in a community that is the moms groups, the the networking groups of strong leaders and women, but that's Kendall County. We have the 100 Women in Kendall County uh, nonprofit. It goes out and supports a, a group every month with a significant amount of money. I believe I've heard that we're the most giving county philanthropically in Texas. And that doesn't surprise me. We have over 250 nonprofits in our community serving communities here and abroad. I interviewed Agnes Hubbard last week. She's going to be on Building Texas this weekend. Mm -hmm. She is the founder of Hill Country Daily Bread. And it serves eight counties in the Hill Country now and really touches on a 
our community that we can talk about. If you think of the Hill Country, you think of Bernie and Kerrville and, and you say, well, it's, those are prosperous communities. But in that same token, Agnes had a heart for the people in our community that aren't seeing prosperity. And that is a lot of people in eight counties of the Hill Country where economic development hasn't made it to Harper or to Lakey or out past Utopia. It's rural ag land. And you're saying, well, what's the future of this? So many people say, well, I can sell it and build houses on it. Mm. That's not always the answer. But if we put ourselves back in community, if we listen to the female founders, the entrepreneurs, the the whole team, we can start to say, well, you know, I really like this about that region and they have this to offer. And well, we didn't even know these 20 founders were already out there wanting to do something, but not having the tools. And Das Greenhouse is saying, hey, I don't care where you are. Let's help you, um, yeah. especially if you're in the Hill Country, if you're in Central Texas, if you're in Kerrville and wanting the entrepreneurial support, come join us. So last thing before we get you out, because I love that message, is Building Texas, your podcast, which, you know, I've really enjoyed the last couple of episodes. I I, I didn't know it would exist until we met and I started listening right after you and I started chatting. So I enjoyed it very much. But, you know, you're bringing a voice out there. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, all you got to do is search in the same app you listen to this to for Building Texas. Just pick that sucker up. Would you, if you don't mind, Justin, tell us a little bit about why you decided to launch it. Yeah, you can find our website, buildingtexas.co. And we launched it because in our rural communities, there's not a lot of media. We appreciate the Business Journal. We appreciate the Bernie Star. But we want to have deeper conversations that allow us to really celebrate entrepreneurs and leaders in our community. And that might be anyone from a city manager of a local community to a female founder to, I mean, Jennifer Milton, who leads Transplant for University Health. I had no idea that's what she did. I wanted to talk to her about the 0.5K that she puts on in Bernie. <laughs> we don't know who's in our community. We don't have good media outlets to tell a full story. Podcasting lets us do that. So I would say, please come join us. Listen in. Refer guests. If you know interesting people in Texas, we'd love to talk to them. And uh, Ed, it's been a pleasure to visit with you today. Thank you for promoting everything that we're doing. Not a problem at all, Justin. It's my pleasure to have you with us. Thank you again so much for taking the time. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for downloading Texas Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Texas. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. Texas.